Everybody needs leads and leads cost a lot of money. And what is the conversion? The percentage of those leads that you can convert one to 3%, one to 3%. Why? Because every time you have a lead, you need to qualify the buyer, uh, the seller, mm -hmm. and you need to qualify the deal, right? Yep. A lot of times you qualify the seller, the seller wants to sell, but the deal is no good. There's no money. It's upside down. You can do nothing with it. Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Cree Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Pre-Real Podcast. We really do have a treat, a treasure, we'll say this time, because it's in alignment with the theme. We're joined today by Marcus Jacober. He is also known as the Deed Hunter. Uh, Marcus has a, an amazing story. Uh, we're going to walk through tax liens and sales and deeds and the, uh, we're going to get into the weeds on this incredible program that marcos has put together for free by the way folks super important um he has a master class that he offers but we want to start as always with getting to learn a little bit more about you marcos so uh what caught my eye and the reason i really wanted to have you on the show was you've got a dynamic personality you're super relatable and approachable but your story is is amazing. It's inspirational. Um, folks, this is someone who came to the country, I believe it was in 98, with a hundred bucks in his pocket and a dream. That's right. And several thousand transactions later, you're living your best life. So congrats on that. And uh, kick us off, man. Tell us a little bit about how you came to America and, and what your thoughts were and how we, we ended up where we are today. So first of all, thanks for having me here. And what I want to point it out is what we're going to be discuss here, you know, it's mind boggling that only 5% of the US population knows about it, right? Uh, very often I got invited to um, speak a real estate conference. Uh, I got to meet people there, they're, they're in the business 20, 30, 40 years. And they looked at me like I have the third eye on, on my forehead. And it's not because I dress up like this and it was like, is that Halloween already? But it's because, you know, they cannot believe that such a structure exists, right? And like you said, uh, you probably picked that up already. I'm not from the United States, I'm from Brazil. But although my I am a Brazilian, my life wasn't always a carnival. And I decided to come to the United States in pursuit of the American dream, right? Um, which is something that a lot of Americans forget about it, right? This is the best country in the world for you to create wealth. We are now experiencing one of the best eras in human history to create wealth, right? There's so many different strategies, you know, uh, AI technology, you know, it, the, the world is, it's, it's a very fast paced. And it's cool and actually interesting 
that people still don't remember or they forgot or they know don't that exist the two oldest form of investment that ever existed in the United States. One of them we call tax liens uh, and the other one is tax deeds. So tax liens and tax deeds, they're being around United States uh, since the United States wasn't a country. That's that, that concept started in the Roman, Roman Empire. Then the British picked up and they brought to America. And that's those two strategies are the vehicles that allow me to rewrite my story. See, I have, when, when I came to US with $100 in my pocket, I had all kinds of jobs. I work in the construction, I work in the restaurants, I clean houses, I did it all. And before I became a millionaire, um, I was driving for a company called FEDX. You probably heard of them. So today I have a different relationship with, with FedEx. Instead of delivering boxes, I get checks in the mail every week. And, um, and here I am 15 years later, uh, 4,500 transactions under my belt. I'm, um, I run the biggest uh, deed hunter community in the world, which is Texans and Texas Deed Investors. Uh, in Portuguese, English, and Spanish. And the cheapest property that I pay, that I bought, I paid $31.21. So you don't need to have a lot of money to start investing on this. And my best case scenario was a property that I paid $6,342.79. And I sold for a million and a half dollars. Yep. And folks, this is real, by the way. This is this is very real stuff. We do it. We we see it. It 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 does take a bit of a mindset shift, right? People get caught in the excuses and, and they get trapped. And I think it's important before we, we jump into how real this is that we talk a little bit about some of the things you touched on. So if this is the greatest time to be alive, we have torn down a lot of the old barriers, the old guard, right? There used to be the good old boys network and then everybody else. And today through technology uh, and the ability to, to connect via that technology, there's really nobody that you can't reach. Really, truly nobody you can't reach on these silly devices that we all carry around, right? So uh, the, the, the biggest enemy is now not the system, it's the mindset. And understanding and accepting that there are not these barriers that people tell us that exist. Uh, of course, everybody has their own circumstance. And of course, not everybody is born on equal footing. That's not the point. The point is that the obstacles beyond that initial position in life have significantly been removed. And you do have the ability to do things like, if you do your homework, find mm -hmm. uh, deals that were taken back because of a $6,000 tax bill that are worth over a million dollars. These are very real things, folks. Um, so I think that's super important that, that we touch on that so that folks understand your mindset's got to be right. Your why has to be right. And I wanted to spend a minute talking about that. But do you know what play against... 99% of the Americans, the okay life. Right. Comfort. That we have here in this country. Comfort. Resources. Resources is the enemy of innovation. Resources is the enemy of innovation. It is absolutely 
um, when you're comfortable, you tend to not take those additional steps and to not push. And in this country, uh, we have created such a bar of comfort. Uh, even even those that are uh, not born with some of the benefits that some of us have been born with, that level of discomfort is not equivalent to what it is in the rest of the world, right? Exactly. And you coming from uh, other parts of the world have a better understanding of that, but getting our minds right and getting to a place where we're going to block out the noise. And people, I know it's not easy, but please listen today. It is so important. Block that shit out of your minds. If you're ready to take the steps, let's take the steps. And Marcos is going to walk us down the path of how to take some of those steps so that you can make these transitions. This is very real. We've done it ourselves. Marcos is living proof of it. So if you're ready to really get to your why, let's get to it and let's go. So with that, uh, talk talk people through the, the program. Where do you start? Well, what's you, you the first step? So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what's the first step. You mentioned something about mind shift. And you also told me that a lot of the folks that are they're, 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 they're watching us, they're from the real estate world. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen many, many times in many, many conferences, right? Um, and we have many different strategies uh, that allows you to make money and create wealth through real estate. But one thing that I do not understand, and my goal is not to convince you to become a deed hunter, is not to convince you that the strategy that you're working on, it doesn't work. Every strategy you have, the, you know, the good and the bad. But what I don't get is every time a multifamily guy is going to hop on the stage, is going to talk about how wonderful multifamily is, he needs to trash the guy who does the storage. And then the guys who does the storage and commercial real estate goes on the stage and said, at least I don't have to do with toilets and this and that. And everybody mocks the guy who does single family, right? And, and, and I see this, it's almost like an ego battle. Mm -hmm. And what I think tax deeds and tax deeds are good and will help and will improve your real estate business is because the tax liens and tax deeds are the accents and the source of anything. So watch this, watch this. What is the number one thing that you need in order to create a real estate deal? I know it's a catchy question, but what is the, the genesis? The, the one thing that generates, is responsible to generate any real estate deal, what is it? You need, in, in my mind, you need two partners that are willing to transact. Really, that's all you need is... Right, but that comes from a lead. Yep. Without leads, there's no real estate transaction. Yep. Would you agree to that? Absolutely. Perfect. So all the real estate strategies that you're going to utilize, it needs leads. And there's many ways for you to acquire leads. You can leak thousands of envelopes. You can send postcards. You can do skip tracing. You can run ads, right? On YouTube, everybody talks about how wholesale is wonderful. But if you're not putting $50,000 in, in uh, YouTube ads, you're not playing the big game, right? Yep. So everybody needs leads. And leads 
cost a lot of money. And what is the conversion, the percentage of those leads that you can convert? One to three percent. One to three percent. Why? Because every time you have a lead, you need to qualify the buyer, uh, the seller, mm -hmm. and you need to qualify the deal. Right? Yep. A lot of times you qualify the seller, the seller wants to sell, but the deal is no good. There's no money. It's upside down. You can do nothing with it. A lot of times you qualify the deal. The deal is wonderful, but the seller is not stupid enough <laughs> to let the property go below market value so you can make some money. And then there's the deceiving part of it. There's all these gimmicks that, you know, we all learn, right? Otherwise, we don't make money. So we have in US right now, 3,144 counties. Texas has 254, Florida 67 counties, right? In every county in US, right at this moment, and if you're a good at math, at math or uh, do, do the calculation in your head, if you're not, grab a calculator, Every county has, on average, 5,000 properties sitting on their books, waiting for someone to show up and pay the property taxes, and the county would hand you the deed of that property. So what I'm just saying is, if you take 3,144 counties, you multiply by 5,000 properties, you're gonna get somewhere around 15 million properties. Listen to this very careful. We have right now, free of charge, public record, it's in your cell phone, 15 million leads. And you know what's the most interesting about? You don't need to qualify the seller. Now because let's you're always gonna work with a motivated seller, which yes. is government. Let's let's pause for a moment there and explain to people why, because I can hear people saying, Oh, there's no way that you could just call the counties and buy the tax. Let you absolutely can. And and let me explain to you why, folks. When a county takes over a property they are losing the tax base for mm -hmm. most of these counties that tax base or as they call it their tax rolls are what keep critical services moving exactly so a county does not want to take an asset back they're not real estate owners and managers they're now responsible for it they have to board it up they have to make sure that there's and, not and, uh, and do you know why the county doesn't call Remax or a Coldwell Banker and put all those properties on the market? Do you know why? No. Because by law, the county cannot do that. It's a conflict of interest. Of interest. So the county is not in the real estate business. The county is in the tax business. The so county can only sell the property to the high to whoever pays the most. That's it. That's so what the you, law says. You you have, uh, as Marcos is disclaiming, is is describing. You have the hardest part to qualify, which is a seller willing to trade their property below market 
because they, one, don't have the traditional outlets to do it. Two, they don't have the cash or the expertise to secure these properties, manage these properties, uh, insure these properties, and they're losing the revenue on the tax rolls. So it becomes a liability for the county. A hundred percent. So we've now qualified. This is legit. And trust me, <laughs> folks, it's legit. There's What's more the next come. step? What's the next <laughs> so, step? So anyways, so we have all those millions of leads. And a lot of times, if you think about the premises of a real estate transaction is you buy the property and it's always the appreciation gain. Sometimes you're going to buy a discount at the bank on at the bank on foreclosure right so when you said about foreclosure everybody knows about foreclosure but they don't know there's four types of foreclosure you have the 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 bank owned foreclosure for non-payment of mortgage you have the hoa foreclosure but i don't know why my zoom does that uh, <laughs> you have the hoa uh foreclosure for non-payment of hoa dues you have the tax lien tax deed foreclosure for non-payment of property taxes, and you have the, the regular executioner sale. So why, you're probably now scratching your head thinking about why I never heard about this or why I don't see a lot of people talking about it. because there's a lot of uh, smart and very successful real estate investors. They do very well in the space, but they don't understand. And I'll tell you why 95% of people knows about bank on foreclosure and they don't know about tax leads and tax deeds and why some of those concepts will feel like, it will sound like it's unreal. Mainly, the, the number one uh, uh, um, thing is information, right? When the bank is going to promote a foreclosure sale, the bank hire a private company, an auctioneer, that's going to promote. And the goal for the auctioneer is to bring the, you know, a, lot, a lot of investors, because more competition, the bids are going to go higher. And that's why on a foreclosure space, you're probably working with the spread of 20 to 30 percent if you're lucky right on the tax deed stuff and tax lien stuff like you said in the beginning this is run by the county the same sheriff who who is like patrolling the school uh the streets arresting people is the guy who's going to show up at the courthouse and run the auction yep they're not professional they don't they, they're not from this world and think about this counties so let's say you have a house right that's worth three hundred thousand dollars and the tax bill is six thousand okay and the county is going to auction that property at the tax lien tax deed auction and if i go there and i pay a hundred thousand dollars for that piece of property i actually overpay ninety four thousand dollars does that make sense mm -hmm. That's what we call overage or excess proceeds. By law, the county can only keep the $6,000 that's owed in taxes. So there's no incentive from the county to promote the sale, to educate people on the matter. Especially even if you call the county, what you're gonna hear is like, we can give you any legal advice. Even people that work in the county, they don't know how that works. It's mind-boggling, and that's why it's the most kept secret. And you can buy all kinds of properties on this. You can buy multifamily, you can buy commercial, you can buy single-family residentials, and you can buy another thing that should be a mind shift. Uh, 
60% of the of the properties that you're going to find on the list and on the auction, and I'm going to explain how that works in a little bit, are land. And also, that's another thing. Most real estate investors, they think land are not sexy. Yeah. They'd rather buy this many doors. They'd rather buy this many, you know, single family homes, but they don't understand percentage. I can show you there's thousands and thousands of pieces of lands out there. I recently bought in a place called Bella Vista, Benton County, Arkansas. It's the number one county in Arkansas, 40 minutes from uh, Walmart headquarters. There is a subdivision called Bella Vista, very upscale. They have five golf courses. They have three country clubs, 11 lakes. I bought a thousand pieces of land in Bella Vista. Guess how much I pay for each one of them. I'm selling those from anywhere from 9,000 to $30,000. That's the, that's the price that I'm selling those pieces of land. Guess on average, how much I pay for each one. So if I had to guess the taxes on a piece of land like that are probably three or $400 a year. And they probably had to go into uh, a year and a half, two years in arrears before they were taken back and offered. So I would say between $800 and $1,200 a piece. Yeah, I got a discount because that's another thing. When the properties are sitting in the county books for that long, you can make it an offer. You can short sell it, yeah. You can short sell it. So I pay on average $350. Woo! Beautiful. So calculate the ROI on a $350 investment if you sell it for $10,000. Let's get a minimum price. Yeah. So you can get this anywhere. So think about this. Most real estate transaction, the premise is, is I either going to buy a 20, 30% discount. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put some work into it. And I'm going to most of the time work the appreciation gain. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait for the property to appreciate so I can sell. When you play tax liens and tax deed games, I don't need to wait this time of appreciation because I'm already buying the property at 95 to 50% discount. So I can turn around and sell it tomorrow below market price and still make money. So I can shorten the time which I have to hold the assets in order to produce ROI. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. And, <laughs> and, and, and in these rural markets, you don't get the benefit of appreciation like we do in the in at least historically, like we did in the big cities, secondary and tertiary markets. Those who listen to my show have been hearing me scream about this for four or five years now. The decentralization from the big cities but to your point uh even if you have a market where values have been relatively stagnant for decades it doesn't matter because you're buying at a discount to that stagnant number and my goal is how much this is worth of the market how much i can get for and now i know how much i'm going to make in between and one of the things that i do with those pieces of lands to make it even easier we do a lot of you know owner finance i'm the bank yeah. You know, I buy I buy a piece of property for 350 bucks. 
I get a thousand dollars down payment. I'm already got 200% return on my money. And now I have this mail money that's going to come in. And if you do the calculation with a hundred thousand dollars and you buy lots for 500 bucks, you can buy 200 lots. If you get a thousand dollars down payment, that's $200,000. So you already double your money. And now you're going to have 200 checks of 300 bucks showing up at your door every month. That's about $60,000 cash flow, real cash flow, right? Not the, not the fairy tale things that we, that, we, that we hear, right? It's real. And in three years, you're probably going to make about $2.5 million with 200 lots. So you're going to find in the, on, the, on the world of tax liens and tax deeds, you're going to find pieces of property that is very inexpensive. And you're going to find pieces of property like the one that was sold in Fisher Island, Miami, uh, the, the, the most expensive zip code in probably North America. Okay, there was a 7000 square feet apartment that was sold for $2 million at auction in Miami Day and it was worth $14.7 million. And the guy didn't pay $650,000 in taxes. Would you like to know why? Because he was from Russia. And as soon as Russia invaded Ukraine, there was the embargo. Yep. And U.S. sees all his assets. You know, U.S. government sees all, all his assets. He was unable to pay the taxes. And somebody made $12 million in one piece of property at that auction. So you have for you have all kinds of, of, of pockets, but let me under let me explain now how everything works. Make sense? Yep. I'm going to give you guys a crash course here. Okay, so buckle up, <laughs> take a deep breath. All right. So think about United States uh, map and you divide that in half. So half of the United States they do tax liens and the other half they do tax deeds so what is the difference so let's that let's explain tax lien first tax lien is a cool way and i know that's not the case for your audience if you don't like real estate that you can make anywhere from 8 to 36 percent return per year so basically joe has a house that's worth two hundred thousand dollars it has a mortgage of 160 and has a tax bill of two thousand dollars like you said, the county needs the money, the property tax to provide all the services. But the county knows that every year about, get this, 30 to 40% of people don't pay their property taxes on time. So what the county is gonna do, the county is gonna um, record a lien against that property, which will become the tax lien. Until that time, the bank was the first lien holder, correct? When the county records the lien, the tax lien against the property, the county becomes the first lien holder. Why? Because American law is based on English common law. And in the English common law, the queen and the king has to get paid first. Mm -hmm. Right? But does that, that's not going to help the county because the county needs what? Tax monies. It's money, right? So what the county is going to do now is going to advertise, it's going to offer that tax lien to investors like you and me. So let's say this particular state is paying 25% as a sake of example, right? So I go in, I write a check to the county on the amount of $2,000 in exchange of that 
tax lien. Mm -hmm. So when I pay for the tax lien, the county is gonna transfer the tax lien under to my name. And now I have two rights. First right is to collect any penalty or any interest that tax lien will generate. Second right, in case of non-payment of that tax lien within a period of time, we call that redemption period, right? I have the house as a collateral, okay? So the percentage varies per state. Um, 8% to the lowest, which is Colorado, all the way to 36%, which is Illinois, right? Illinois pays 18% every six months. The cool thing is, this is the only, only investment vehicle that is guaranteed by law. So in my book, right, when you guys uh, um, sub subscribe to watch the masterclass, which is free, by the way, you're welcome. Uh, you're gonna receive my, my book. And in my book, it has a bet. And right now we are at $20,000. And I, and I added $2,000 every year. It's been 10 years that I started this. If you can prove to me that, that there is another investment vehicle out there that gives you more than 25% return per year, and it says guaranteed by law, and you execute that strategy and you prove that works, I have $20,000 for you. It's been 10 years, nobody was able to prove that, that such a thing exists. Mainly because no investment vehicle can, it's guaranteed by law. They, they, right? Look, there, there's a reason there's the expression, there's certain certain things you can rely on in this world and certain things that are guaranteed. Death and taxes are two of them. So in the tax lien strategy, folks, what's happening is the individual is not at a point of default where they're actually taking title back. They're just, the county just wants their money and you're stepping into the shoes as the collector now when the county says, okay, let's say it's $2,000, you pay us the 2000 you're now guaranteed X percent until you get paid by the individual that is owning the home. And if you don't get paid by that period of time, then it does kick off a whole nother series of foreclosing and satisfying, even though you're in first position. So your first money out, you do still have to satisfy the, the second, third, fourth positions that come behind it. Before no, that's not correct. That's not correct. When you're foreclosing on a tax lien? When you're foreclosing the tax lien, everything that's below the king gets wiped out. So the mortgage no it, longer it, exists. It, if you go past a, an auction and then mm -hmm. they get wiped out. But if you get to the auction. Mm -mm. But no. So the way it works with tax liens is this. I bought I bought the tax lien, right? So once I get the tax lien, Yep. The county is going to notify the homeowner and is going to notify the bank or anybody that has financial interest in the property saying, hey, guys, the deed hunter bought the tax lien. Yep. Now the clock's ticking. You guys have 12 months to make the payment. Yep. Okay. Now, if they pay on the, on the next day or if they pay on the last day, they're still going to pay the 25% if that state is a penalty state. And we have yep. some states that are annualized, which is you're going to get the pro rata. 
okay? So that's scenario num number one. The homeowner comes and pays the tax lien. I don't have to send a letter to the homeowner. I don't have to call them every day and harass the homeowner. In most states, that's even illegal. The cool thing about this, the county does all the work. I don't mm -hmm. do anything. I just write a check and a wait for a check to arrive. That's scenario number one. The homeowner comes forward, pays the tax. The county is going to charge them 2,500 bucks. And then by law, the county has only four days to send me the money. Okay. So as soon as the homeowner pays, four days later, I got a check in the mail for my initial investment plus the 25%. That's scenario number one. Scenario number two. The homeowner doesn't pay. Mm -hmm. The bank does not come forward and protect their interest in a property. They don't pay it. And it happens more often than you think. So I'll call the county and I say, look, I have the tax lien number one, two, three, four, five. The homeowner didn't pay it. I want to exercise my second right, which is get title of the property. So I'm going to fill it up something called a tax deed application. And I will now have the, the possibility to foreclose on the property. Once I do that, the mortgage, mechanics liens, any secondary liens besides the liens they will generate by the county, mm -hmm. UNS liens, code enforcement liens, demolition liens. Sidewalk violations. They, they all, all got yes. wiped out. So remember on, the, on this example, the house was worth $200,000, is a $160,000 mortgage. Mm -hmm. That mortgage no longer exists. And I get the property free and clear. But Another thing that most people don't know. But before we move past that, let's just spend one moment there. When you're taking that second step, it's my understanding that if you want a petition to take title, money didn't come in, you've cut your check, the, let's say it's 12 months, 12 months has come and gone, mm -hmm. principal hasn't paid, bank hasn't paid. Now you want to take title. Is there not advertising by the county and an auction that mm -hmm. occurs? No. So that no. does not occur no, no, no. in the tax well, lien. It depends. Let me tell you this. We have, you're not entirely incorrect, okay? So we have tax lien state. So so people understand, we are going to the basics of what tax lien is. Mm -hmm. Within the tax lien states, we have variations. And we have some states that we call their hybrid states, right? Like Florida, for example. What is a hybrid state? And, and I'm going to speak in a language that you guys will relate it. It's a hybrid state is a state that is a tax lien, but they identify themselves as a tax deed state. If you know what I mean. I got so, you. So in Florida, and if you buy liens, <laughs> I didn't try to be controversial. So if you buy liens, right, yeah. in Florida or any hybrid state, you would not get the property. Because once you apply for the deed, the county now will offer that property at a tax deed auction to another investors in which you, you can be part of as well. And he's gonna sell off that property to satisfy the lien right. that you have. Okay. But that's something 
it's like it's almost like an exception to the okay. rule, right? In any tax lien state, which is a pure tax lien state, once you buy the tax lien and there's no payment after the redemption period, you foreclosed on it, the property is yours, the mortgage is wiped out. And even when the property goes to the tax deed auction on the hybrid states, mm -hmm. the mortgage still gets wiped out. How many tax lien states are there? Uh, I'm talking about, let's say half of the United States, about half? 23, 25 states. Now, for your folks that are going to be coming to the master class, I have a whole series of materials that I'm going to give to you for you guys for free. I have manuals. I have something that I call, and every time I say this, it sounds funny. Please don't laugh at me. I have something that we'll call tax lien cheat sheet. Okay. It sounds funny when I say it. I don't know. It's just like I, I live in Puerto Rico. And every time I tell my wife, I, I'm talking, we, we're talking to friends, and I tell my friends, you, you should come to Puerto Rico, have beautiful beaches here. For some reason, I get in trouble with my wife. I think <laughs> it's because of my accent. But, anyways, on a tax lien cheat sheet, you have a list of all the states they do tax liens, and I have the percentage that they pay, I have the type of auction that they have, and I also have uh, the redemption period for you, so it's a, it's a quick reference guide, so you don't have to go crazy, okay? So I got everything done for you guys in the masterclass. So that's what tax lien in essence is. The cool thing is, every time there is a tax lien offering, 30 to 40% of the liens don't get invested. And they go to a list that we call OTC or over the counter list. When you find an OTC, all you have to do is pay the taxes and the county will hand the deed of the property to you. Okay, so you don't even have to wait the redemption period because it could be that the, the, the liens be seen there for a couple of years, the redemption period is over, it's expired. Like if you buy tax lien in Indiana, for example, you can make 20% in the redemption period is four months, 120 days, right? So that's tax liens. And you can buy this anywhere. All you need is a computer and an internet. And you don't need to be an American citizen. You don't need to live in the United States. This is available to anybody in the world. Now, do they pay the 20% in, say, Indiana, for example? Is it prorated and it's 20%? No, 20% penalty. Indiana is a penalty state. You, you can make 20% in four months in, in wow. Indiana. Wow. In Texas, which is a tax deed state, it's what we call a redeemable deed state. It's a tax deed state that identifies as a tax lien state. There's a lot of gender confusion in those states. <laughs> you can make 25% in six months. Okay? So it's very intriguing. Okay? Very intriguing. Now, we, we talked... Any questions about tax liens so far? I, I'm, I have to tell you... I've done a hybrid of this where we have targeted um, lists of folks that don't live in the state that are behind on taxes, and you can usually make really great quick deals and pick up land, but this is fascinating stuff. And I've only done this once before on the show where I said I will join the masterclass or the product at that time. I can't wait to do this. 
Like this is right up it's my alley. Fun, man. We're value add guys. This is this it is cannot, awesome. It can I tell you something that's that's even more mind boggling? Um, I said if this is so easy to do, can a twelve year old do this? So what I did was I did a special master class, a test group. I got ten kids, ages twelve through seventeen, and we thought this master class for about six, seven hours. And at the end, 100% of the participants, 12 to 17 years old, they all bought their first property. That's amazing. And I watch a 12 year old girl buying a property for $272 and sold that property four weeks later for $12,500. Of course, the parents sign it and all it of was course. done in the parents' name and all that, right? Of course. But the, the the cool thing is they did all the work. Right? And kids are now, you know, running around, you know, chasing imaginary Pokemons, for God's sake. Yeah. And they get very fascinated in 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 hunting for properties and all amazing stuff seven steps that's it the underwriting process is very easy seven steps and i'll tell you guys in, in a little bit what that is so we have tax liens so let's let's get the other part now so we have half of the states they do tax deeds which is something very very uh, um just like tax lien, the only difference is after the the period in which the tax lien is owed and the county records a lien against the property, the county would not offer that as an option. The county is going to wait another year for the homeowner to pay it. And if the homeowner does not pay it within one year after the due date, the county is going to start a foreclosure process. Which is might take which might take another six seven months right and if the homeowner up to that point did not do anything the property is going to be offered at auction okay to the highest bidder and then you show up at the auction or you do an online auction and you bid and you and if you are the guy who wants to pay the most you got award you're going to receive the deed of that property after that the mortgage is wiped out and you can turn around, sell it, rent it, refinance it. You can do whatever you want with the property. The biggest difference between tax liens and tax deeds is when you invest in tax lien, you're not buying the property. You're buying the debt. And if you don't get paid, you have the property as a collateral. It's almost like you go uh, Monday, uh, you go to your bank branch, and you're going to have a conversation with your manager and you're going to say to your manager here i'm going to give you two thousand dollars you're going to pay me 25 percent interest you have one year to pay me back and if you don't pay me i own this branch yep that's exactly what tax liens is yep okay on the tax deed side you are buying the property those are the distinctions. Now, every time there is a tax deed auction, we also have properties that are leftovers. 
So when you don't buy, when, it, when the county does not sell that property at auction, which is more common than you think, uh, and for many reasons, could be that the property is, is, is a piece of crap, is worthless, but there's a lot of good properties in there. That's, that's where I found this property that I sold for a million and a half dollars. It was sitting in the county list for 20 years. Wow. 20, right? Uh, it goes to a list. And then you access that list, you write a check for the back taxes, and the county will give you a deed. And in most cases, you can offer anywhere from 25 to 19% below what's owed, and the county will accept your offer. Now, there's a whole nother science, I'm sure, to identifying um, counties you want to do business in, states you want to do business in, and then how do you take this real estate and actually put it to work on the back end? And I can keep you here for hours. Um, your master class is offered at certain time slots, or is it something you download? How does that work? Uh, no, I do the master class live. I have a recorded version of it. You guys are welcome to have it. Uh, I, I didn't even have no idea how that's going to be offered, but it's going to be a link somewhere in here. But I love this thing so much that contrary to what my team thinks that I should be doing, I like to join and teach people live. That's amazing. Because I have this interaction. You know, this is my hobby. Like, like speaking about it's about the, you know, the concept is, is my hobby. It's what I like. I enjoy to do it. So most likely uh, we have that recorded, but most likely when you sign up, you're going you're gonna to have opportunity to do it with me at some point. Do you know when the next masterclass is? Is it set yet? I will not know. Okay. So <laughs> what we're going to do then is, folks, uh, we'll have all the information. In... We put a banner here, I guess. We yeah. just put a banner here. We'll put everything below uh, and whatever this next masterclass is, barring me being on a plane, uh, I'm going to be in it because I think this is fascinating stuff and and I do know it's real and I do know the potential and it's crazy. I've been in the business for Christ, 25 years at this point. Where and, are you based at? Uh, we're based out of New York, but we now have a headquarters in uh, New Mexico. We yeah, so New York, so. the only place you cannot buy tax lien, New York is a hybrid. You can buy tax liens and tax deeds in New York. The five boroughs are tax liens. You mm -hmm. cannot buy that because it's been for hundreds and hundreds of years. There is a mafia that buys everything in bulk, yeah, right? Yeah. But if you go to upstate New York, okay, there's a bunch of tax deed, and I have invested a lot in upstate New York, Albany, Orange County, you know, all uh, Buffalo, all those counties in there. The cool thing is auctions in New York are done online. The cool thing is when you go to the to the to the auction page, they inspect the property for you. They take pictures of the in and outs of the property. There is a repairs estimated, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, provided to you. So it's very easy for you to to purchase those kinds of assets in New York. So I love New York for that matter. Yeah. So um, we were. We have a headquarters here. We're also headquartered out in uh, southern New Mexico and Sierra County. We're doing a lot of work out there now. Um, 
I'm fascinated with this and and I I, I can't wait to learn more and, and it as I was saying before Marcos you you have some success in something and you kind of fall into this routine where you you do what you know you know what you do but if you're not a lifelong learner and you're not subscribing to that kind of a mentality you miss stuff like this the whole reason that I do the podcast started off as a, a point of discomfort for me because I'm not great with the one-on-one -on -one chats like we're having. So I forced myself to do it and get comfortable with it. But then it's just become this amazing resource where I'm meeting just brilliant people that are willing to share their information. They've inspired me to put together an institute in the course so I could share my information. And all of these these tips and tricks it, it it really is how you build wealth man this is trans this is really transformative stuff and it will change your life if you lean into it so i imagine can't wait this. to do this imagine this you have your full operation and you do what you do mm -hmm. uh, multi-family commercial storage whatever whatever floats your your boat airbnb okay but imagine uh once you understand this concept which is which is simple it's very simple and if you're doing real estate you already know how to underwrite a deal okay and i'm gonna lay it out the seven steps so you guys know how easy that is a 12 year old was able to do this okay so imagine if you do that and you create a subdivision or you create a small team one or two or three vas That's exactly what i'm doing <laughs> okay i have 50 vas i research about thirty thousand properties a month Okay, so you get one or two or three VAs for 300 bucks a month. Okay, to research properties for you, one VA for 300 bucks, they will research about a thousand properties per month. Out of the thousand properties per month, I guarantee you, you're going to be able to buy, and I'm going to be very conservative, at least 25% of those properties. So you're going to find at least 250 deals. And if you do that consecutively for 12 months, that's going to be at the end of the day, at the end of the year, an extra couple of million dollars in your operation. And I do not care how much money you have to invest because you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong. You could, you could have zero money. But once you find the deal, the money appears. Always. Always. That is that is lesson number one, two, three, four, and five that gets in the way of folks. They believe you need money to do deals. You don't. You need deals. And and the smart investors and the smart money need people with deals far more than they need access to that capital. That's a fact. 100%. Imagine if you take a percentage of your budget for finding leads and you build a team that's going to scrap all the data that you have in the county. It's 15 million properties. And by the way, do you know how many properties comes, enters the system every year? Uh, if I had to guess, I would say probably five or six million. Well, it's a little bit less than that. It's about 1.4 million properties comes to the cycle every year. So 1.4%, there's 15 million in the system you said now, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess- Those are leftovers, right? It's 1.4 new million new properties that gets auctioned off every day, every, every year.
in US. So that's uh, out of the 30 or 40% that don't get picked up that then drop down to this next level where they're ready for disposition. Yeah. It's and fascinating. And if you consider a a price, a, a median ticket price for each property, let's say $15,000 to be very, very conservative, you need right now about $290 billion to buy all the properties that are available on accounting inventories right now. Wow. But wait, that's more. There's also a thing called land banks. Have you heard of them? No. There's about 180 land banks in US, 180. Land banks are government uh, branches that were created with the one goal to uh, promote and get those properties moved out of the county books, right? And there's land banks that you can buy properties for $1. And you know, one uh, one a very simple strategy that we use that your kids can do, when they do in the research, Let's say we locate a property that has like an empty lot, right? It's a it's an empty lot, but it has a house here and a house here. Mm -hmm. So what we do is, before we even write a check to the county, we write a letter to this neighbor mm -hmm. and we write a letter to this neighbor. Say, hey, would you like to have a bigger backyard? Yeah. Would you like to have extra, you know, equity added overnight to your property? I'm willing to sell this land for you. You just give me $500 down, $200 a month is yours. Yep. And in 75% of the, of the time, they say yes. It's just sitting, it's money that's just sitting there. It's brilliant, man. This is a brilliant strategy. So we're rushing up here against an hour. Um, you mentioned seven steps. Loves? Okay, yeah. let's go to the seven steps. Let's hit the seven how do steps. You find, how do you find the properties? You're going to research, thinking about the, the county that you want to start it. You're going to research the tax office. Tax office or assessor's office or controller's office, it's where you're going to find information about the auction, about the list, and also about the rules. What is the process for me to buy properties in that particular county? And every county is different. That's what's the beautiful about this business, right? Uh, no county is like other county. The state has the statute, which dictates if it's a tax lien or tax deed or whatever, but it's up to the county to decide what is the process, what they're gonna do to sell those assets and, and, and it varies, okay? So tax office. If you were uh, on the New England states, that's done by the municipality or township, not the county. So if, you, if you're confused about, just, just find out what is the branch that's responsible for collecting property taxes, and that's where you're gonna find the information. So number one, tax office, I need to find the what, the list, the how, the, the rule, and the when. When there's an auction, when can I buy properties, so far, so on. After you get the list of properties, right? You're gonna have a list of properties with parcel numbers, legal descriptions, all this stuff. You're gonna go to the appraisal district, which is the second step. Or you can use Langlide or you can use Regrid, right? So now you're gonna take that parcel number 
That's the clue that you need to go to the next step. You're going to take that parcel number, it's going to plug that in, it's going to have all the property inf information. Is that a land? Is that a piece of lot? Is that a land? How big it is? Is that a house? Is that an apartment? Is that a funeral home? Right? Uh, what is the zoning? Right? What is the size? That's when you're going to find the property information. There you're also going to look for the GIS map because you want to locate where is the property and you're going to get the address. Then you're going to plug that into the step number three, which is Google Maps, because now you want to compare Google Maps with the GIS map to make sure you're not buying the wrong property. And also, when you go to the Google Maps, now you have the, the street view. You can sense what kind of neighborhood you are dealing with, who's going to be your target customer that's going to buy that property from you. You're going to see how far is the Walmart, right? What is around it, right? Then after that, you're going to go to the FEMA.gov and you're going to check for the flood zone. Properties in the flood zone are not bad. You want to avoid properties in the floodway, floodway, because they have no commercial value because you can never build anything on it. So as you can see, by doing this method, you are eliminating 98% of the risk, yep. right? Next thing, step number five, you're going to go to Zillow, Realtor, Trulia, PropStream. You're going to figure out what is the market value, how much this thing is worth. How much I can get for now you already know is that a deal or this is a no deal right how much money can I make on this right then you go to step number six you're going to go to the clerk's office you're going to put the 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 owner name in there and you're going to see what's up is this person dead is this person alive um do you have any other liens that I'm not aware of do you have any not not that that those things were missed because the best way to clean a title on a property is putting, is putting that property through a tax deed auction because most of that crap gets wiped out. But I want to make sure, like, is that a demolition lien? That those don't, those don't fall off, right? I still have to pay. Mm -hmm. uh, is that a nuance lien? Is that a code enforcement lien? Those things I still have to pay and I have to deduct that. I have to add those to my acquisition cost. So it's gonna dictate up to how much I'm gonna pay for that property, therefore how much money I'm gonna make. And then the step number seven, and that's the most important one. You have to take a picture of the property or you have to visit the property or have somebody to go there because you wanna make sure the property is there. Buying a property without taking the pictures or having somebody looked at it, is equivalent of marrying somebody based on their Tinder profile picture. <laughs> and if you've been in a blind date before, it, it could go wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Marcos, how am I going to buy property in Kansas City? I live in Florida. If I need the picture, would you like to know? Yes. I'm going to give you one strategy. You're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to go, you're going to grab your phone. You're going to go to your favorite app, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever that is. You order a number one with a large fries. You put the property address to, for, to be delivered the food. When the driver gets there, they're not going to find you. He's going to send you a message and you're going to say, just kidding. Uh, you can keep the food. He's 10 bucks. Can you send a picture of that property for me, please? That's all I need. This is fascinating.
<laughs> this is fascinating. And also, you can partner up with realtors across U.S. and they can become your partner and they can do that work for you. Yeah, there there's so many tools today. I mean, mobile notaries, there's mobile everything now. You can find folks to do this stuff for you um, relatively easily, especially if you're going to put level of concentration into a county or two or three. It becomes easier to get to scale. So, uh, folks, we're going to put the information... Marcos, my folks will be in touch to get the date because I want to make sure that that information is available uh, in the description below. I'm, and... I'm doing a such a bad job here. I don't even know when the masterclass is going to be. <laughs> no, you're doing an amazing job. You're focused and on follow, all the Follow right my stuff. Instagram, please, because there's a ton of free content on my Instagram uh, at the Did Hunter World, at the Did Hunter World on Instagram, also on TikTok. Uh, I, I drop a lot of content in there and uh i'm pretty sure we're gonna have that information available it's gonna be the best free thing that you guys ever experienced we're gonna give you manuals we're gonna give you maps you're gonna give cheat sheets we're gonna give give you the whole material so you're like i cannot believe this is free and it, it's it's not only quality folks it's super approachable content it, definitely a great follow um if people want to contact you what's the best way to reach you or reach your organization Okay, uh, you guys, I, would, I don't mind giving my personal number. You guys can call me 832-948-2464. You can send me an email at marcos at didhunter.com or uh, send me a direct on Instagram. The so you, world. Do you want us to put that number on the show? And don't bother me. My wife is like, my wife is like, <laughs> my wife is like, you're crazy. You give your phone number to strangers. I said, I don't have to answer when they call. I love it. We have to meet. I want to. I want to meet you at some point. This was a lot of fun, man. Why are you fun, afraid man. to give your phone number, man? You don't have to answer. Yep, you're absolutely you know, right. I learned that from Bradley, a good friend of mine. Bradley was like, "Just, dude, Marcos, don't be afraid to give your number to anybody. You know, you you don't have to answer." Well, <laughs> uh, as I said before, we started the recording. I thought you were super authentic. I love your content. I couldn't wait to get you on. This has been an absolute treat for me. And you can bet your ass you'll see me in your, your master class. It's going to be an honor day. to be able to serve you, man. It's going to be honest. Well, this it's has been an absolute honor. pleasure, Marcos. Thank you so much. Thank you. Folks, here he is, the deed hunter. As always, everyone, please stay safe.